are talking about uh, the the leading and empowering of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The, the, the teaching on the Holy Spirit is sometimes debatable. But the workings of the Holy Spirit silences all reasonable debates. So as, as a church, we must trust for the workings of the Holy Spirit in our midst. There was a man who was born blind. Just, just come closer to me. Hallelujah. Uh, there, there was a man who was born blind. The Pharisees called him to come and testify. Especially to testify that uh, uh, Jesus is not a true prophet. But what this man said to the Pharisees, he said, whether he's a true prophet or a false prophet, I don't know. What I know is that I was blind. But now I can see. And, and that is the workings of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Why is it the workings of the Holy Spirit? In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the Bible talks about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, amongst those gifts, it talks about the working of miracles. It talks about the gifts of healing. It talks about the gift of faith. So when a miracle was done, we know that it was the working of the Holy Spirit. So we, we can debate about the teachings of the Holy Spirit. But we cannot debate about the workings of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. John sent his disciples to Christ. He says, go and ask Jesus whether he is the promised Messiah. So instead of Christ telling John's disciples, you know, giving them a teaching about the coming of the Messiah, he said, go and tell John that the blind sees and that the sick are being healed. So when, when, when John asked for a teaching on the coming of the Messiah, Christ gave him a testimony of the workings of the Spirit. So the, the teachings of the Holy Spirit might be debatable. 
But the workings of the Spirit silences all reasonable debates. So this morning we are talking about being the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So right at the beginning we need to know that we are empowered for a purpose. And that purpose is to be witnesses for Christ. So we are not empowered by the Holy Spirit just to sit. But we have been sent by Christ. In the Bible, God only commanded one man to sit. It was the Lord Christ. God the Father said, God said, God said to God the Son, sit at my right hand. But we've been called and sent to preach the gospel. So we are not empowered to sit. But for a purpose of going to the nations and preaching the gospel. So we are empowered for a mission. And that mission is impossible without the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot undertake a, a supernatural mission with natural resources. Yes, that's why I'm sorry. You need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The story of the Holy Spirit uh, starts with a prophecy in Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. And then we are also going to read the very same prophecy in, in Acts chapter 2 verse 14 to 17. In Joel is the prophecy, in Acts is the fulfillment of the prophecy. Go Joel, it's a prophecy. Go Acts it reads Joel 2.28 and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions hallelujah Acts chapter 2 verse 14 to 17 that's the fulfillment it says but Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. So the, the, in the Old Testament, the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was prophesied. But when the day of Pentecost had fully come, 
God fulfilled his promises. He poured out his spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So we, we, we cannot talk about the Holy Spirit completely without referring to, to the prophecy and the fulfillment of the prophecy. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to read now in John 20 verse 21 to 22. The Bible says, So Jesus said to them, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we have been sent to do. The scripture that I read you, it was after Christ had been crucified. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. And then he was first seen by Mary. And then he, in this scripture, he is appearing to the disciples. And he gave them this greeting, peace to you. And then he sends them. He says, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. So we need to, to see how did the father send the son. Because the, in the same way that the father sent the son, we have also been sent. But before we go there, Jesus then says something significant to them. The Bible says he breathes on them. And he says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So this was the first time that the disciples received the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So what is significant here? Is that after Jesus sent them, he then empowered them with the Holy Spirit. So give them, Jesus gave them a task. He says, I am sending you. And then he says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So the commission the commission is not supposed to be fulfilled on our own strength. But on the strength of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. So, this is the first time that they receive the Holy Spirit. And, and, and this is very significant. Because the, the receiving of the Holy Spirit It's a one-time event. But the infilling of the Holy Spirit, it's a continuous event. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Before Jesus was crucified, the promise according to Joel could not come to the people of God. It only happened after the crucifixion of Christ. And here, it's very important because Jesus says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And I believe you don't have to believe what I believe. I believe when Christ said to them receive the Holy Spirit then the disciples were born again. Then they were, their spirit were regenerated. Because you could not be born again before Christ was crucified. Because a New Testament only starts after Christ was crucified on the cross. Hallelujah. So Christ says to them, as he's also empowering them, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And then I want us to go back to the pattern that the father used when he sent the son. Because Jesus says to the disciples, he says, as the father has sent me, so I am sending you. So we need to see how did the father send the son. And we see that in Luke chapter 4 verse 16 to 21. It says, so when he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. So Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Now we see in the book of Luke, Jesus says, he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those who are captive. So this is how the father has sent him. The father did not only give him a task to go and preach the gospel, but the father anointed him 
kutoba to go and preach the gospel ahambe ayeshumayela izwe to go and set the captives free ukuze akhulula bababekile to go and bind up the broken hearted ahambe ayolapha izinhliziyesu and jesus is saying to us today uJesu uthikithi namhlanje in the same pattern that the father has sent me ngalendlela ubaba ngithumelele ngayo i am also sending you nami ngiyanthumela receive the holy spirit yamukelani umoyo oyingcwele jesus needed the anointing uJesu ulindele ube lindele isicobo to do what god has called him to do ukwenza uNkulunkulu amthumeko so if jesus needed the anointing uma uJesu elindele uyicobo we also need the anointing nathi siyalidinga uCobo we need the empowering of the holy spirit sidinga ukuqugquzelela amandla umoyo oyingcwele ministry is impossible without the holy spirit In fact life is impossible without the holy spirit. Even business is impossible without the holy spirit. We need the empowering of the holy spirit. We need the anointing of the holy spirit. Jesus is sending us with his power. He gives us you know the anointing so that we are able to fulfill what we've been called to do. Hallelujah. I want us to read in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Because it talks about the purpose of the empowering of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1:8 it says but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. So here we see the purpose of the anointing. Lana sibona injongo yocobo. It was Miles Monroe who says when purpose is unknown abuse is inevitable. Uma ngabe injongo ungayazi abuse ukuhlukumezeka Hallelujah Amen. So you you need to know the purpose of a thing Umele wazi injongo yento Otherwise you are going to misuse a thing Ngaphandle kwalokho uzoyisebenzisa budlapha So in Acts 1 verse 8 It it reveals the purpose of the anointing. We are empowered to be witnesses for Christ. So the the purpose of the anointing is that uh, the power of God comes upon us so that we witness and we point people to Christ. Injongo yokucotshwa ifuna ukuthi sazi ukuthi sibe sibe ama witness e Holy Spirit. The, the the anointing does not come for us to build our own kingdoms. Ucobo aluzile kithi ukuthi sizenzele zethu izigodlo zomshabo. The anointing comes so that we can build the kingdom of God. Ucobo luza sokuze sizokwazi ukukwakha i kingdom kaNkulunkulu umbuso wakhe. Hallelujah. Amen. So in 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 John 20 they received the Holy Spirit. Ku John 20 bayawuthola, bayawamukela umoyo oyincwele. In 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 Acts 2 I want us to read Acts 2 verse 1 to 4 and then also read Acts 4 verse 31. 
in Acts 2 verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Jumping over to Acts chapter 4 verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. So where we have read, we find multiple instances where the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to make this statement. That the, the receiving of the Holy Spirit it's a, it's a one-time event for the regeneration of the Spirit. But the infilling of the Holy Spirit it's a continuous event for the empowering of the saints so that we are able to do the works of God. So that we are able to function. So we need the anointing to function. When, when they received the Holy Spirit, when they, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says then they began to operate. So the infilling is necessary for the operations. The receiving is necessary for generation of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to be filled so that we can operate. Because when they were filled with the Spirit, they began to speak in tongues. When in, in Acts 4, when they were filled with the Spirit, they spoke the word of God with boldness. So we, we need continuous feeling of the Holy Spirit. So that we are able to do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. I, I like this example in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. It says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And so in in English, a statement can be in past, present, or future tense. The statement, be filled with the Spirit, is in present perfect tense. Yes, a statement, be filled with That tells us it's a continuous thing. 
And I like the example that Paul made. He says, don't be drunk with wine. But be filled with the Spirit. Comparing the infilling of the Spirit with being drunk with wine. And those who of us who drink in this place, you would agree with me that you can't be drunk today by yesterday's wine. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you can't be drunk today by yesterday's wine. You need a fresh drink. Number two. When, when you are drunk, we normally say you are under the influence of alcohol. Number three, when you are drunk, we say we are, you are not yourself. Number four, when you are drunk, you are bold. So, Paul, Paul makes an example with wine. So, we said the characteristics of wine. You can't be drunk today by yesterday's wine. So, when we look at the Holy Ghost, you need to be continually filled with the new wine of the Spirit. Number two, we say if you are drunk, you are under the influence of alcohol. So, you, you must be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You must be led by the Holy Spirit. Paul says, I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when, when you are drunk, you are also bold. The presence of God or, or, or of the Holy Spirit gives us boldness. In Acts 4, when the disciples were threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus, the Bible says after they prayed, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they were bold. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. So we need continuous infilling of the Holy Spirit. We need a fresh anointing. We need constant empowering of the Holy Spirit so that we are able to do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. Just want to bring this point home. Break at this point. 
especially that the receiving of the holy ghost is a one time event for the regeneration of the spirit and the filling of the holy ghost is a constant empowering for operations Galatians chapter 3 from verse 1 O foolish Galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified this only I want to learn from you did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith are you so foolish having begun in the spirit are you now being made perfect by the flesh have you suffered so many things in vain if indeed it was in vain therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith hallelujah so the the background to this verse is that Paul had gone to the city or the province of Galatia to preach. And after he had preached, there were other people who came and introduced a different gospel. Which, which was saying, even after you have believed in faith, you still need to keep the law. So Paul was saying to the and, and rebuking the church in Galatia. He says, You began in the spirit. You began by faith. Why do you want to finish now with the works of the law? And he first asked this question. He says, did you receive the spirit because you did the works of the law? Or did you receive the spirit because of the hearing of faith? What is the hearing of faith? The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, when 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 they were when when they heard the gospel they were saved and they received the holy spirit because their spirit was regenerated so paul is saying to them did you receive the spirit because of faith or because of works of the law and then he asked them a second question he says, He who supplies the Spirit to you so that you work miracles, does he do it by the works of the law? Hallelujah. So there is a receiving of the Holy Spirit. And there is a supply of the Holy Spirit for the works. Because he says, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. So if we want to work the miracles, we, we need a constant supply of the Holy Spirit. Because we've all received the Holy Spirit. You can't be born again without the Holy Spirit. 
You have the Holy Spirit. You need a constant supply of the Spirit for the workings of miracles. Hallelujah. Now I, I I like the word supplies. Because I understand that in a in a war situation or in war. When you 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 run out of supplies. You are going to lose that war. You need when when you run out of the supply of ammunition. It's either you surrender or you run away. Because you don't have the supply. In fact, an army without a supply it's bound to be defeated. In fact, an, an army of 50 people with supplies can defeat an army of 5,000 people without supplies. So in this war that Christ has called us into, we need a constant supply of the Holy Spirit so that we are able to do what we've been called to do. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 to 11. I'm on the home run now. On the home straight. You know when you play baseball the last, the third base, when you are running towards the finish, it's called the you know, you are on the home straight. You are, you are going to, to the home plate. First Corinthians 12 from verse 7 it says, the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another descending of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Amen. I want to, to, to bring your attention to, to the first part in, 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 in verse 7 where it says the manifestation of the Spirit. Because I, I find this to be very interesting. That when Paul teaches about the gifts of the Holy Spirit he refers to them as the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So when, when, when we use the word manifestation, that means there's something that is there, but then it needs to be revealed or it needs to be manifested. So the Spirit of God is in us. 
and he manifests through the giftings so you have the whole person of the holy spirit you have the whole person of the holy spirit you have now but he manifests through you in different gifts. Hallelujah. Amen. So that therefore tells you that you've got the potential to operate in all the gifts because we have the person of the spirit in you. So the giftings it's only the manifestation of the whole person in you. Now I want us to go back to what Paul says in, in, in Galatians where As, we read. He says, does he who supply you the Holy Spirit and do miracles upon you, does he do that by faith or by law? So he supplies you this with the spirit and then he do miracles. And in, in Corinthians 12, we see that working of miracles is one of the giftings of the spirit. So when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he manifests through us. Through miracles. Through the gift of faith. Through the gift of healings. Through prophecy. Through word of knowledge. Through word of wisdom. Through descending of spirits. I don't know. So the, the, those are the workings of the Holy Spirit. When we are filled, we then start to see the workings. Hallelujah. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit is very important. Let's go back to the earlier point. I want to read in Acts chapter 19 verse 1 to 6. I want to drive this point through and then we are going to pray. Then we will read in Psalm 92 which will be our last verse. And then we are going to pray and, and trust God for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit so that we can begin to do the workings of the Holy Spirit. Acts 19 verse 1 to 6 a very interesting portion of scripture. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they, were, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. 
Hallelujah. So, Paul met this group of disciples who were clearly still operating under the old covenant because they were baptized in the baptism of John which is the baptism of repentance and and Paul is saying to them when you believe, did you receive the Holy Spirit? They says, no, we don't know of any Holy Spirit. And then they say to Paul, we were baptized in the baptism of John. And the Bible says, now they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Jesus has commissioned the church it says go and preach the gospel baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost so when you put those two scriptures together then these disciples were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost they were baptized in the name of Jesus because our God is one is God the Son, the Father, the Holy Ghost. So baptizing in the name of Jesus, it is the baptism of the New Testament that those who believe baptize them. Now they believed and then they were baptized in water. And because of that, they received the Holy Spirit. Because now they was, their spirit was regenerated. And then Paul laid his hands on them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in tongues. So now they were filled and they started operating. Hallelujah. Is that a proper teaching? So, we need the infilling of the Holy Ghost to operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We need a constant infilling of the Holy Ghost. If we are to break through in prophecy, in speaking in tongues, in interpretation of tongues, in miracle signs and wonders, we need the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We need a constant supply. Because you cannot be drunk today with yesterday's wine. You need a fresh wine. Psalm 92 verse 10. Let, let's stand on our feet. We are just going to read this one and then we are going to pray. The Bible says Jesus shouted with a loud voice. And then he said, those who are thirsty come to the waters and drink. When we are thirsty, when we hunger for the spirit, he fills us. So for us to, to, to qualify for the infilling, we need to hunger. 
Paul says to the church he says desire the best gifts so we need to desire we need to hunger for the Holy Spirit in Psalm 92 verse 10 the Bible says, but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. A horn. A horn. Symbolizes strength. And David says, my horn you have exalted. That talks about the Spirit of God strengthening you. It says you have exalted it like a wild ox. A wild ox can be like a buffalo. It says you have exalted my horn like a wild ox. That's the kind of strength that the Holy Spirit imparts upon us. And then he says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Fresh oil. Can you say fresh oil? God wants to anoint us this morning with fresh oil. All you have to do is to desire to be anointed with fresh oil. You have to desire a fresh supply. You have to ask for him to rain upon you. When, 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 when the ground is, is dry and thirsty, all it requires is the rain upon it. And then it starts to bear fruit. So for us to bear fruit in our lives, to bear the fruit of righteousness, we need the rain of the Holy Spirit. We need a fresh supply of the Holy Spirit. We need to say like David, I have been anointed with fresh oil. There is fresh oil available this morning. There is the rain of the Holy Spirit this morning. Let us lift up our hands to Jesus.